Hello there, family, and welcome back to another edition of Midweek Moment with the Crenshaws. As always, I am Sanchez Crenshaw, and I'm joined by the most beautiful, voluptuous, my best friend, my down like four flats. What's going on, family? What is going on, guys? I am Angela Crenshaw. What is going on? That's my wife, people. What's going on, babe? That's my wife, people. That is. So, family, first of all, we just want to thank you for our new listeners. We thank you for being a part of this. We thank you for finding us. However you found us, whether it's on iTunes, whether it's on Podbean, whether it's on Spotify, whether it's on Google Play Music, whether it's on iHeartRadio. Come on, you did that. <laughs> whether I, it's I was on waiting our, for you to make, make a mistake. <laughs> you did that. Go ahead. Or whether it's on our own personal website at www.thecrenshawcorner.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, www.thecrenshawcorner.com. We thank you guys for being a part of us. Um, our returning family members, as always, Come on, y'all. welcome thank back you. to the barbecue. Um, hopefully, you brought some good potato salad. We yes, thank you for joining us. Take out bags. You could take something with you. Hey, always got to take something with you when you come. Mm-hmm. And so we aluminum, just but take out bags. Now nah, you need aluminum. Need aluminum. Can we bring you some aluminum. 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 In your little pocketbook, I know y'all got some folded up aluminum. Going so, to pull it out. Family, we just thank you so much for being a part of what we're doing. As always, we are interactive podcast. Um, you can find us on the socials. We're yes. on Instagram. Yes. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. All on the Crenshaw Corner. Or you can reach us via email at thecrenshawcorner.com. Nope, that's our web address. What's our happening? Right email now? address on, is somebody. thecrenshawcorner at gmail.com. You sure? Once again, thecrenshawcorner at gmail.com. Yeah. So, family, listen. This particular episode is going to be slightly different. It is. So actually, after this introduction, you're actually not going to hear my voice any longer. So what's going to happen? This is going to be ladies. This is going to be ladies day. We're going to miss you. I don't think you're going to. We're going to miss you. But what's going to happen is that um, we did an episode with just myself and my son. Um, If you have not listened to that episode, go back and listen to it. It was a bonus episode entitled Father's Perspective. Um, Listen to it. It's an episode worth listening to. It is. So we thought we'd be doing something a little different. So from moving forward, you're only going to hear my wife, and then you're going to hear from my wonderful daughter. So family, enjoy. All right, family, what is going on? Like Sanchez said, we are out here doing it a little bit different. Um, if you listen on Wednesday that just went past, um, we actually did where the ultimate intimacy app is what it's called. And on the ultimate intimacy, why can't I say that word? In- intimacy. See, that's why you can't have kids. See how indignant? Let me introduce a little indignant. So, got- <laughs> family, I want to introduce to my daughter. She is the baby of the group, Miss Morgan Crenshaw. Hey, Morgan. Hi. How are y'all? Um, yes, that's the fam. Say what up, fam? What up, fam? What up, fam? So, last Wednesday, we talked about the ultimate intimacy. I think I feel good about it. App. Thank good job. Very- good job. Yeah, thank you, honey. You love me so much. App and... But we were talking about um, intimacy, and she probably... No, I didn't listen to that one. I'm not about, going to. About sex. Love y'all, though. Love about sex. About sex. And I love making and all that good stuff. No, I'm not going to do so that. So we got so many people reaching out to us and was like, yo, that was so good, and, and blah, blah, blah. So we decided, hey, let's do it again. So we did it again. And we this next time we did, we'll be doing, um, not the family, but... Re- what was it again? Let me let me think about it, Morgan. Let me think about it, cause I'm smart. Romance. We 
we're doing romance. I'm but Gucci on that one too. Thank you. But for today with Miss Monet, Miss Morgan, we're going to do about the family. And the reason why we wanted to do it with her was just so she can tell us her thought process about the dynamic of being a baby, being the only girl. And most all of our family know that we're a blended family. And who, who does not know that, you know, we're a blended family. And I'm um, going to get her perspective on it. So that's why we're doing it today. Yes, I feel great. You feel good? I feel like it's a trap, but I'm here. No, it's not a trap. Okay. So first question, and again, go to the ultimate, say the word for me. Intimacy. Intimacy app. And it has a section for family, intimate, all those things that you want to have questions about that you don't know how to ask those questions is on that app. So you can have a better relationship uh, with your family, your significant other, however you want to do it. It's really, really fun. So I have some questions for her, but my first question um, for her actually is, how was it being raised by the Crenshaws? Y'all were something special. Really? Yeah. I know. We're so, I don't, wait a minute, hold it. I don't know if I should take that right or wrong. So what do you mean by that? Um... Y'all were y'all were different. Being the baby and the only girl, there were certain things that y'all relaxed about because y'all have done this four times or three times previous. But because I'm the only girl, there were things that my brothers could do that I couldn't do or the conversations that we had that, of course, y'all didn't have with my brothers. And it was just different being the baby and the only girl. Like, I could tell that I was the youngest. Like you knew? I knew. Do you feel like you were spoiled or you just felt like... My brothers rules- think I'm spoiled. Yeah, your brother. But yeah, a they little bit. They think you're the favorite. Because I am. You are. <laughs> you're the favorite. You're the favorite. Yes. Don't it's, tell nobody. Don't tell nobody. I'm the favorite. Okay, so do you think you were small? Do you think that you were, or you just think you were blessed and highly favored? That's what I like to call it. A little bit of both. Blessed and highly favored and spoiled? I think I was spoiled in a different way. I was spoiled because, I guess because I had all y'all time. Yeah. Which I don't know if that was a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> but if y'all don't know, my mother, Angela Crenshaw here, took my first year off of school, including yes. middle school and high school, I every did. time I went to a different school. I did. She took the first year off, which means she was home all <laughs> the time, which means when I got home, she was there. When I left, she was there. I woke you to the if bus I woke stop. Up, she woke me to the bus stop every morning, every which was morning. for four years, every year, every, every year in high school, she walked me to the bus stop, which was different because like I'm a six, senior and she's six, still walking me to the six, bus stop. Like 6.55. 6.55 in the morning, I'm at yep, the bus stop with her. At the bus stop. My bus driver <laughs> knew who she was, but there was a lot of, you know, uninterrupted time. So we got to know each other, but then there were times where I was like, please leave me alone. Go away, old lady. Go away. Wait, old lady. I know. I know. I'm sorry. I couldn't help it. Okay, so... So what do you think that we raised you and your brothers differently? Or do you think like, what did you you think that we get the same rhythm for all four of you guys or when it comes to life skills? Yes, because you want us to succeed. But I was always the go getter in school. Mm -hmm. So I always felt like that compared to my brothers, they could mess up in school, but I couldn't because Mm. that was my thing. And that's what I've always been told is compared to your brothers, you're the school one. Like I would, they always, you guys always knew that college was where I was going. Yeah. And degrees is what I was getting. And I was getting a career and everything. And it's not like you didn't have those, you know, expectations for my brother. But you guys got to a certain point and was like, we don't, they do what they do what we don't, we don't. It's just at this point, we don't really care. So when it gave up, we gave up. They kind of just gave up. So when it came to me and they saw that, you know, school was just something that I was good at. It was easy to me. 
it was never no clue that you're going to college, you're getting a 4.0 GPA, you're graduating with honors, and this is what we expect. And if you do anything below that, now we got issues. You've had that um, that on the board since you was in middle school. Remember, we made a vision board in middle school, an affirmation board yes. in middle school. I need you to read it and speak it every single day. Every single, single day. morning. Yes, seven, and then we do Bible study in the morning. Every single day morning and we meditated every <laughs> single morning <laughs> i just feel bad i'm so i feel like i should apologize to you now that you're older i should be like i'm sorry but i'm not i'm not sorry i know you're not that's I, why i, I don't I, expect I, an apology I, I, i'm not sorry okay so what was this is such a weird question it says but i'm interested to see what were some of the boundaries you had with regards to technology and media as a child when it came to us um I think I grew up in, of course, I grew up in an age where technology was such a big thing and it was still evolving. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was no social media. If you had social media, we had your password. Um, I couldn't have boys' phone numbers because there. Were, I don't know if you guys heard the rule, but the rule in the house was no, no dating, dating until second se- semester se- senior, senior year with good grades. Yes. Um, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, it was. I was constantly monitored. They would randomly come check my phone to see what I was talking about. So I had to either not text or just get real good at deleting stuff. <laughs> Clearing my history. I'm a, teen- what- I'm a teenager. I got, <laughs> I got used to it. So now that you're in college, with the- about to get a master's degree, you want to tell the truth now. Oh, yeah. That was things ah. I just would just d- delete immediately. <laughs> so sad. I'm so sad now. I'm sad. I'm I was so- a teenager. What do no, you expect? There was no uh, phone comes in the room. Was it 9 or 10 o'clock? It depended on what grade I was in because yeah. my bedtime, quotation marks, got pushed back. Yeah, so it was like 9 or 10 o'clock, we would get your cell phone. She couldn't have it. The lights, if she was on that phone, it was nighttime. The lights had to be on and the door had to be open. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. As I say that, I'm like, good. Hooda, hooda, hooda. Who? Okay, so how was it having brothers, though? No sisters, just, I mean, you had a whole bunch of cousins, but just having brothers. How being a girl with three boys before you? What did that look like for you? Um, I don't even know. I will say that I loved having older brothers really? just because I'd always know I have that built-in protectors. Um, and it, it was I had a different relationship with each brother. But the yeah. closest relationship I have was with the youngest of the three, and it's just because we're the youngest in age. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're really close. And then the middle one, it's like, I was the one who couldn't, y'all couldn't tell me anything when it came to him because it was like, that's 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 his favorite sibling. Like, don't even question it. Yeah, and then the, me and the oldest him. are so far apart, we barely spoke, but it was just, I don't know. Like, I loved having older brothers. I think it was, this is that typical when you're a girl, you see your brothers doing things and it was like, well, I can't do that or this isn't conversations. I know you guys haven't had these conversations with mm-hmm. him. It was different because you guys have never raised a girl. Right. And I can tell you that I was a very hormonal child. I'm still a hormonal. I'm a Gemini. Let's go ahead and throw that out there. Yes, honey. So there were this times where my brothers would hide from me. They would literally. Like she, if she came in the house and when we all were living home and she came in the house and she had any kind of attitude or act any kind of way before she went her room, Everybody was scared, including her father. They'd be like, is she out there? Is she? <laughs> they really were. Her attitude, like they would literally would not come out their room. But if it she was, was hormonal, anything was happening, scared to death. They, they would, would come They out. would send in either you or the middle. They mm-hmm. would send in the middle brother because they knew that he could be like, what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. What's up? You good? What you need? 
and I wouldn't yell at him. I, you know, I never got in fights with my brothers, which I hear brothers and sisters. Me and my brother used to fight all the time. I never have argued with any of my brothers. You haven't ever, ever. I've ever. never argued with any of my brothers. I've never had issues with any of them. It was just, it's just you the baby. They kind of just left me alone. Yeah, they were scared of you in their own little way. Okay, so now talking about blended families. Because we are a blended family. Um, we came in saying that we would never, ever say step. We came in the game saying that, that I'm a bonus parent. Um, her other dad is a bonus parent. But collective, we are the, she don't call us parents. She call us the rents. The rents. Yeah. I don't know because we pay her rent. I'm not for sure what that means exactly. It's just a shortened version of parents. But parents is too much. So, yeah, I just to rents. To say parents is too much. Leave me be. Okay, leave you be. Okay. So she, the rent. And so how how was that dynamic growing up having four parents, though? It was different. Mm-hmm. It was different because when I would tell people, they would ask, like, so I'd be like, I got four parents. And the first question I get was like, are your biological parents gay? I'm like, no. No, they're, they're, they're each married to the different set. I don't know why that was the first, first question, question. Uh-huh. that I would always get. And then, the, of course, the next question was, well, does your mom and your stepmom get along? And I'm like, if you knew the dynamic of my family, my mom and my bonus mom, thank you, are best friends. We are. Like, they call each other all the time. We they take do. each other all the time. They call each other their baby mamas. Yes. Like, they are. <laughs> and then my dads are best friends. So mm-hmm. my best friends, people who I grew up knowing, they've kind of gotten to a point where I would like my mom. So at first, it was like, okay, your bonus mom or like mm-hmm. your mom mom. And then after a while, the depending on the story that I was telling, they would know exactly who <laughs> I was talking about because I never referred to, you know, each parent as step or bonus. Um, I will say, was it a dynamic that we had to get used to? Yes. Did we have our issues growing up? Yes. But we finally got to a place where we all can say we're cohesive now. Yeah. It was work. Okay. So how, because it was work in the beginning, of us trying to put the, because I, because we always tell people all the time, tell a family, our uh, um, listeners, our family, that it wasn't an easy process. Because people look at us and I'd be like, I want that. I'm like, mm, no, you, no don't. you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. Because this took work on all for the parents' part to make sure that, because we had one common goal, and that was to raise you well. You know what I'm saying? To make sure that you were well grounded, well, well, no matter no matter how we felt about anything, there was one common goal that was not going to change, and that was loving you and making sure that you were okay. So you're so now you're you're the center of this whole phenomenon that we call parenting that we're doing. And how how did that feel having be able to? Because you're going to one house sometime, you're going to you live with one set of parents, but you're with the others all the time, and vice versa. So growing up, how did that affect? Did it affect you? Your feeling-wise, your thought process, how did that affect you? It definitely was a lot of push and pull, I feel like, on my part, because I'm close to both of my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm close to all of my parents, but when it comes to my biological parents, I have a different, of course, you know, yeah. I have a different bond with them. Absolutely. Um, a lot, But it's funny, because depending on which parent you're talking to, if you talk to my mom, I'm a daddy's girl. If you talk to my dad, I'm a mama's girl. So mm-hmm. it kind of just depends on who I'm with. Right. But it was definitely a lot of push and pull, because I felt so close to each where if they had strife or if they had issues it was okay well if I defend this parent then this parent gets upset if I defend this parent then this parent gets upset and it was just I felt like I could never be one cohesive Morgan I had to decide or I had a face and a persona for each house or each parent so it was never that I could be the same person because my parents are the same people they're on two completely different sides of the spectrum so like, what do you mean when you say Like, that? one parent is very um, stoic, mm-hmm. kind of very, um, 
Well, the, I mean, the best term when I used to use it, it was just when I was younger, was militant. It was very, this is, this is, I'm so serious. I'm so sorry, so Daddy. trying to say the Christian clan is militant. militant I apologize, but yes. Militant. Yeah, y'all were real militant oh, as a child. Jesus um, Lord. But it was like, this is, but it was because of where I was coming from, I was very unorganized, unstructured. I was, I didn't realize I was in disarray until I got with you guys and you guys taught me the things that I know now. And it was like, oh, I wasn't doing very well. <laughs> I wasn't. I was like academic wise, great, but like personal wise, I was like, "Yo, what's going what's on?" What's happening in my life? Um. So yeah, so it's like one parent was, you know, all about it, this. These. This is a structure. This is organization. Mm-hmm. And the other parent was like, "Well, here are the life lessons, but we're just gonna learn through you at, through them as you go through them, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about it when you get there." <laughs> <laughs> um. So what the other parent was very emotional. She's still very emotional. Um. Leave my girl alone. Don't. Do we it. love her, but we she's. Love her. Oh my goodness, she's such a water bag. Is what I call. She cries <laughs> at the drop of a hat. Don't let her watch the notebook. Um. So yeah, it was like. You know, it was just two different sides of the spectrum, and I was—I felt like I was always up under my mom's side of the family. That when I came over here, it was like, oh, this is a different ball game. I gotta mm-hmm. I now I have to learn, because yes, I knew you guys, because you know I was y'all never went out in my life, but it was when I moved here permanently. It was like, oh, y'all are different. Yeah, I gotta get used to y'all yeah. now. It took me a minute, but when I got there, I was—I did very well. Did. But it did take me a minute to, you know, get this discipline thing. Because yeah. plus, you were younger, and you—you you were little, and you just was like. I've been doing what I want to do. So what part of the situation? And plus, you got to remember, you came from having all of your cousins because that, that, that side of the family, they're law. Yeah, your mom's side of the family is huge. Mm-hmm. Like, listen, if she get married, she can barely invite anybody. That's how large her mom family is. And so her whole family would take up half the church. This literally, is this is how big this family is. So coming over here where we're very much don't really want company, don't you know really we 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 just it's us and the kids us in the world so coming i could see where it was kind of different because you had all these other dynamics in the house you know you know what i'm saying and you mm-hmm. get here and everybody's like military precision and you're like okay uh, okay okay i think you know what i'm saying so i could completely understand that was there any so when you decide to say okay i'm gonna i'm gonna live with my dad i'm gonna live with Angel, this is what i'm gonna do was there any part of you that was, like, scared or, like, just, like, this is what? Because I remember your mom was saying that you made the choice that a long time ago that this is what you wanted Yeah. As, as a, at a very early age. So was did you have an idea that what you thought it was going to be and what you walked into was the same or? Yeah, because what I had with you guys was on the weekends. Mm-hmm. So it was, you know, let's have fun. Let's go do this. It was trying to cram in so much different stuff on the weekends because that's just what we had at the time. Right. So when, you know, I made the conscious choice to come over here permanently, it was, oh, <laughs> Oh, this is what y'all like on nine to five Monday through Friday. I don't know if I like this quite yet because, like you said, I came from somewhere where I was very close knit with the family, and mm-hmm. it was you know I really I had discipline, mm-hmm. but I had grandma's discipline, which you know by the time I was born, it was like grandma was like just just sit down somewhere, just yeah, go, she, just she, just don't bother me, don't bother her. And like I can't, you know, I'm not I'm not saying any of this to say that my mom did not discipline me because she did, mm-hmm. but it was just like it was just different. It was yeah. all different. Mm, okay so let's talk about okay so now we're we're getting older we're did you ever have an issue with the don't date until second semester senior year yes because i was a teenager (laughs) no but you tried it i did try it i did try it she did so let me tell you i had an issue with it because 
no one else had that rule. <laughs> so you know when you're a teenager and you're talking to your friends and you're like, what? And your friends are like, what are you? What is it? What does that mean? So it was like I was a teenager. I was a you know I'm naturally supposed to be rebellious. So I tried it. It didn't go well. We're not gonna talk about it. No, we're not gonna. Um, talk about it. It didn't go well. Those for are you. the dark days. <laughs> those are the dark years. But it was just like. I did it because you told me I couldn't. You know what I'm... It was, it was literally a teenage thing. It was like, I'm going to do this anyway because she told me I couldn't. Because by the time I got to senior year and I could date, I didn't want to. Yeah, that's the crazy part. I, I thought after all of that, trying to do it, and then we, your dad took care of that problem for good, um, I was like, well, surely when she becomes a senior, second semester, she's going to be like, I got me a boyfriend. You graduated, no boyfriend. First year of college, no boyfriend like you was like i'm you in know. my second year of my master's and i still don't have a boyfriend but it's just i think mainly because i by the time i was a senior i was more academically focused okay and i never wanted to be the type where i fell into a relationship and lost sight of what i wanted and i've always said i wanted to go th- i wanted to graduate with honors mm-hmm. which you did already which i did mm-hmm. and i wanted to finish up my master's which you're about so, to. which i'm about to so i never wanted to be distracted but also, I think by the as a, as I got older, I started learning what I wanted from a guy, and there was no one like that at my high school, and I, there was no one like that in where I went to college. So maybe we'll try Charlotte, but <laughs> I, I can't. I'm not finding anybody who's worthy of my time at the moment. And that's okay. You don't necessarily have to give up your time. You know, do what you want. I think you're young, so do what you want to do and how you want to do it. So let me ask you a question. So on the the app, it says, "What's the best way for us to communicate with you when you're feeling overwhelmed?" So. Tell me, what's the best way that we've communicated with you when you, well, I can't really count daddy because he throw you my way every time. So how, how, how have, how, the way that we've handled you when you're overwhelmed, how has that felt? Like, you like, what was that? It's so funny you said that because I feel like every time I am overwhelmed, the first person I call is my father. Mm-hmm. He's the first person mm-hmm. anytime I have an issue emotionally, which is, again, funny, right? <laughs> I call my father because he is such a calming, I always, I used to tell when I was younger, I loved the way he smelled. Yes. I was like, I you like sure your, I, lo- I said that to him almost every day. And you his did. always was, thank you, I bathe. But I don't think he realized so that. He's so rude. The reason I loved the way he smelled is because I felt safe in his smell. Mm. And it was just a certain cologne that he always war but i felt mm-hmm. safe in it so anytime i felt overwhelmed and i called him it's like he knows exactly what's to say he mm. can say my name and i'll bust out in tears and like okay what's going on right. and then it's just something about his presence that just calms me down but the best way that you guys have let me when i'm overwhelmed is just to let me be mm-hmm. sometimes you guys know I don't share my emotions often, so I bubble up, I bubble up, and then every so often I'll just explode. Mm-hmm. So when that happens, y'all just let me rock. And then when I calm down, you go, okay, now tell me what's going on. Yeah. So it's not like you're not trying to, you know, ask me in it. You wait till I'm done mm-hmm. and then go, okay, now tell me what that was about because you're obviously hurting about something. Yeah. And the norm is like, you got 15 minutes. Yeah. You got. That was the biggest thing, too, was how much time it. are you going to sit in this? Now, yeah. I will say it depends on the, the situation. If it was something that, like, like the other day, I freaked out about a grade I got, oh. and my parents were like, "All right, how much time you need?" Yeah, for this because this is this is something that you, you know what you need to do next. You know what right. you need to fix. Okay, but if it was something that was serious, it was okay. Let we let's sit here as long as we need to to mm. get everything out. And then at once we were at once I was out, right, I can go by my day now. I'm okay. Thanks. I'm good. I'm because change is hard for you. I don't. Like you change. don't like change. So change is like for her, like. Every time she graduated since she was little to one grade to another, that school year she would have a breakdown. And in the beginning of that year, for the new, like from middle, elementary to middle, breakdown. Got to middle school, breakdown the first year, I'm good to rest. High school, middle school, breakdown, 
graduation, high school, good to go. We did well. Ninth grade breakdown. Breakdown, right? Three weeks before you graduated Three from high school. Three weeks before graduation breakdown, in 2015. Breakdown the first year of college, and then she's good. This is the first time ever that you graduated, you're getting your master's now, that you did not do a breakdown, that you didn't come home and be like, I don't know what I'm doing. So this is the first time. So how is that? Why is that? What's the difference now? Because I've realized that it's okay not to know what you're doing. Mm, I'm young. Mm -hmm. I have said this for many years, and if you haven't heard me say it, you're going to hear me say it now. I feel like I get a decade of being stupid. Mm-hmm. I feel like between 18 and 28 is my decade to figure out who your, I am. Is that your decade? Yeah, that's my decade. Between, we, between calling that the decade of stupid? Yeah. Oh. And, and I, don't mean, mm-hmm. I don't even mean stupid like I'm going to make dumb decisions. But okay. yes, I'm going to make dumb decisions mm-hmm. because it's that decade of learning who you are, mm-hmm. figuring out who you are. You go through so many different changes. Yes, you do. Between 18 and 28. And I feel like by 28, I should have some remnants of a plan together. Yes. So I could start moving into that next decade. Um, like that 29 is a transition year. So mm. big transition years. I don't do very well, but we'll see what 29 brings me. I got some time. So we don't got have to talk. We don't got to think about it. You got some time. But I'm young. I'm a baby still. And I, it's, I found out, I've realized this, you know, shortly a while ago, that didn't make sense, but you know, a little while ago that it's okay not to be okay. And it's okay not to know things. Yeah. And to, and to learn and to learn and be okay. I think one of the most difficult thing is what you said is good to like your your young adult. You're gonna make mistakes. Don't be so hard on yourself. But be learn from those mistakes. I don't need you to keep returning because then that's when I get involved. Like if you keep returning, then I gotta talk to you. I think I've done well these last. No, few you years. you've done well. I remember because she has her own car, and so she, or if I was driving her, that was the trap. If she got in that car with me and <sighs> she did something, to trap me in my car, guys. We we in that car together, and she is gonna hear what I have to say. So she hates it. She'd be like, and that's the thing. It wasn't even if I did something. It was sometimes she would just ask me like <laughs> life questions. And I'm like, yo, what? A, we got a 45 minute drive and I can't even escape. Nope. Like I literally could not go anywhere. Nope. So now she tries to trap me in my car, which yes. is funny because before I even got my car, she was like, I'm never going to ride with you. I wasn't. But yet every time I'm home, she'll pick up her keys. And I don't know. I mean, the last time I saw her pick up her keys since I've been home. The priv- See, first I didn't, I couldn't trust the guys, but then she was like, just come ride with me. And I didn't. I was like, then she said, come ride me again. I was like, you know what? Ain't no sense in me driving. Your gas in your car. Right. She don't give me no gas money. Nothing. What? This is payback for every every audition, every theater, driving you to Florida for audition, driving you uptown to take pictures, every photo shoot. Yeah. I, and I, I need all my money back. So I figured that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this is? That's what this is? I figured. Oh, okay. So I figured, hey, no, no, ma'am. I'm going to get right in the car with you. Get it right in the car with you. Drive. But I do be holding on hard to the door, though. She doesn't look up when I'm driving. But she's also a backseat driver because anytime I pull away, like I re- in reverse, she's looking to make sure no one's coming. Like I don't know I'm to your, look in I'm all your, my mirrors. I'm your help. I don't need it. Thank <laughs> you. I don't need it. I'm Gucci. Thank you. No, I'm your help. I gotta tell you, I'm your help. Okay, so let's talk about this. So it says, what belief system did you receive as a child, and how has it shaped your life? What was your what, what belief system did you receive from us? Um, one of the ones that was big is us being in a Christian household, it was not to have a religion, but to have a relationship Mm -hmm. because I felt like with religion becomes all these rules and regulations Mm -hmm. that, you know, the church expects you to follow Mm -hmm. and the Crenshaw's don't do well with authority. Mm -mm. 
Pray for so, it, pray. you know, pray. you tell us to do something, we'll be like, well, we're not going to do that. We're going to do it our own way. Thank you very much. But thanks for, that's for telling so, us. So, growing up, I grew up in a family church, and it was I never wanted to go to church because I was like, I don't know what they're talking about, and I don't know what's happening, and this is not geared to me. So, when I moved in and we started going to Elevation, that's where the relationship became in because it showed that you don't have to follow the cookie cutter mm-hmm. Christianity lifestyle that people tell you you have to follow. You mm-hmm. can do it in your own way, in your own path. You know, as long as you are praying, you know, having faith, doing other things you need to do mm-hmm. for you, for you, for your health, for right. your spiritual health. Right. So that was so that was one of the big things I learned. And that was another big thing where we talked about these affirmations. I had so many different affirmations as a child. <laughs> Let me tell you, I had I had all types of sticky notes. Don't do it. All types of sticky notes. I made a vision board every year. Oh, oh my goodness! But there were just things they helped. There was they did they did they did because there are things that just you know you wouldn't you didn't even think a twelve year old was telling themselves Mm -hmm. you know um, that I'm independent that I'm honest that I'm trustworthy that I'm you know beautifully made that I'm unique was a big one because I was a very special child. Yes. Um. So, yeah, it was just, you know, telling these things in times of trouble where when I feel overwhelmed, I'd be like, all right, like, come on now. Like, you you know what to do. You've been doing this since you were 12. Yeah. And put it out there. Okay. So let's talk about this. So have, I know, I I know we've had the sex talk. Oh, good God. But we have. This is what, I said it I'm was not, a trap. I'm not, this is what the question. No, go ahead. So I know that we've had the sex talk. I I know that very sparingly has you had the sex talks with your, with your dad, but I know we, me and you have had it. And so what, why, why is it so easy to talk to me as a mom than talk to your dad and have the sex talk? I uh, think about, it's, cause I don't think we rolled up. Did we ever have the birds and bees? I don't, I think we were so past that. No, I think we don't talk about, we no, tell the real thing. wasn't cutesy with it. It was very traumatizing as a child. <laughs> um, okay. But it was, I think it's easier to talk to my moms about it just because it's that stigma of it's a mom. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have the stigma of they will understand things that you, that you're going through that your dad might not. But it's also the stigma of that your dads don't want to hear about these things mm-hmm. because they're the baby girl. Right. You know, so I've always, and I don't know where this, I don't, I can't even say what I came from. I think it's just a society thing where it's just, there are certain things you don't talk to your father about. Mm-hmm. And sex is one of them. It's just like, don't, it's that's just so taboo. Like who, daddy, by the way, no, nah, I'm so Gucci on that. It's just, <laughs> I don't know. It's just always felt, I don't even like talking to y'all about it, but y'all trap me. No, uh, uh, see me um, and mom, I think me and mom just want you to be honest. We want to be prepared. But I told you that's something you should always talk to your dad about. We had this debate, what, last month mm-hmm. about this same conversation mm-hmm. about telling dad or not telling dad about what happens or what may or when it happens or what if it ever happens or what age it happens at who cares but because i i believe that you shouldn't have surface conversations though if i pass i feel like if i pass away that you guys should still have in-depth conversation whether it be about your sex life your spiritual life or whatever you know what i'm saying and like it took a whole month for you to get that we kept talking it was like but no mm-mm because i thought i don't know it was just something that was just like who wants to talk to that about their father Mm, that sentence did make sense who wants to talk to their father about that goodness but you do understand why i I definitely understand why and with the relationship that my dad and i have we are very close and we do talk about a lot of stuff um but it was just there was just always something that was just like 
I'm never gonna tell him. <laughs> I'm gonna be married with children. He's never gonna know. <laughs> like, what you think? You adopt? You adopted them? Yes. I don't. The uh, stork brought the kids. Like I don't uh, know. Okay. So here's another question. So all for your parents, mm-hmm. right? So is um, what traits when you have what traits about you that when you get to raise your children that you will pass along to your children from the four of us? What the traits? Or that you're going to be like, okay, dad gave me this, aunt gave me this, Richard gave me this, mommy gave me this. What would? Um, That's hard, ain't it? That is hard because there's so many different ones. Each parent is different. Um, When I say this, I don't want it to be taken the wrong way. For my daddy, uh, take time for yourself. Mm-hmm. My father is very a keep to himself person, mm-hmm. and I think that has kept him sane mm-hmm. a lot of the times from, you know, of different emotions of different people and people expectation. It's just like, nah, I'm not bothered with that. And I, I've definitely have grown up to be that way where if, yeah. if, if something's bothering me or I'm just going to keep to myself because it's just I need to figure that out internally. No so definitely take time for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um find things that make you happy regardless of what people feel because he's always been the type where i don't care what you think this makes me happy and this would be about me and my family so i really don't care yeah that's his model um absolutely (laughs) my dad my other dad um he's very easy go lucky it it takes a lot for him to get upset and he's very go with the flow very like okay like he kind of takes the punches and just roll with it Mm -hmm. so definitely just you know, don't let kind of just let stuff wash off your back. Yeah. Um, I definitely have learned that from him. Just like, okay, cool, we'll just go keep it pushing. This mm-hmm. is you. You got a plan? All right, let's keep it pushing. Let's keep it going, huh? Um, my mom, uh, she's, I don't know, a lot of she. She's taught me a lot of different things. I've always called her emotional, so I think <laughs> I would. Did I say leave my girl alone. No, I know, but I think it's good to be emotional because you don't want to be a robot. Yeah, you don't want to, you know, when you when people are trying to love you and people are trying to give them give you their affection, don't just push it away. Accept yeah. it. Accept it. Um, and you, you've always been happy. We've always said that <laughs> you about her. Kill me with the she's. I'm like, no one wakes up as happy as she does, and it makes <laughs> us very mad because we are not morning people. I've had no, to. I've not. been forced to be a morning people with her, <laughs> but she's just up. Good morning. No, go to bed at seven o'clock. Like, why are you awake? So definitely just, you know, look at the good things in life and mm-hmm. just keep it pushing like that. So mm-hmm. those are some of the things. Okay. So let's talk about family. We've had so many family vacations. Lord, help us. Mm-hmm. Help me, Lord. What's one of the best family vacations you ever did with us? Um, That's a hard one. That is hard. So we many, have done so many. many, so many I'm going to say Universal. Florida. When we went to Florida. Yeah. Universal was a good one. Gosh, it was so, so hot, hot. But it was the first time I've been to Universal. Okay. So it was fun. And we tricked you to get on a roller coaster. Because at first can. we didn't know that was you a roller knew, coaster. Yeah, no, 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 no. We didn't. We promised knew. you. We thought it was like a maze. No, but then no we kept way. walking up. And next thing you know, we were on a mummy. And it was so much fun. She no, hated ma'am. it. We had fun. We got on the Jaws ride. No, man. It was really hot, but we had a good time. Yeah, it was hot. That, that that was wrong. They knew it was a roller coaster. Atlanta was fun, too. We went to Atlanta for me. For your photo shoot. Mm-hmm. No, it was so, for or, an audition. audition. We went audition. to Atlanta for an audition. Mm-hmm. And she used to model. I used to, to model. model. I used, used to, to do acting. acting. Mm-hmm. I used to. Do, I used to do it all. We, now, did that bother you that we? Because we kept you guys, you, you and your brother, very, very mm-hmm. busy, like your entire life. To the day you moved out the house, was that ever an issue? Like, Lord, did we do one Sometimes, more thing? Sometimes, yes, because I was like, I just want to lay down. <laughs> 
I just want to lay down. Almost choked. I'm I just want to lay down. <laughs> but Monday through Saturday, I always had something to do. Yes, ma'am. Um, yep. And it made sense why they always say, you know, an item mine is dangerous. dangerous. So come on, you remember? Give me high five. You I don't remember? Want to. Okay. I don't want to. She ain't want to high five. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that's because I think that's why I am the way now. I don't know how to lay down. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to take time for myself and chill out. So sometimes I have to be like Mo. Take a nap. Take a nap. Just because you can. Like, don't you don't you always should. have to do everything, yes. you know? So, it was, it was, yeah, but yeah, you kept us busy with a capital B. Yeah, busy. You had to be busy. No. I don't mind. It's dangerous. I remember laughing because going to our church, they have what do we call e-groups. And so, I don't, tr- <laughs> because... When I decided that Morgan, Morgan said she wanted to be in an e-group, I was put her in an e-group, but I didn't trust everybody. So I created an e-group. For, I created an e-group, she created an e-group for, for herself. Her, for her. For me. To bring girls to my house for her. I went so to I know one she- e-group. <laughs> I went to one e-group. And to this day, like, if we see each other, we're like, oh. But it was. But the thing is, she would take me to an e-group and she would sit outside yeah. the house for two yeah. hours. I don't know them. She would sit outside the house for two hours. (laughs) I would do work. I would do stuff in two hours. I'd be right in front of the door when she got out because I I don't know. She's a girl. And then I was like, you know what? Don't even worry about it. So she just started her own. I started my own e-group of girls that lasted longer than I thought. It lasted way longer. It lasted through I was in like sophomore in college. Yeah. Yeah. Six years. Six years. I had the same girls. They all went to college. Matter of fact, everybody just either just graduated or gonna graduate next year because they were kind of like because they were like a year under, or two, two under, under you. So that is so funny. Oh my gosh! As you're saying this, I'm like, Lord. Now, what goals did we tell you you had to accomplish? I had to go to college. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did. I had to go to college. Um, it was on the vision board. Yeah, it was. It was. The, it, it was. I'm not gonna lie and say that it wasn't, but I think because I put it on my vision board, it was you pushed me harder um i had to go to college right but i was 12 and it don't matter (laughs) it don't matter um it doesn't matter that Mm. was just a big one it was i had to go to college and the big one of the biggest things was i had to be independent Mm -hmm. i had to i could not as my father would say i couldn't rely i couldn't be that broad and um rely on no dude pray for your dad please is what I've been hearing for years. years. But I can't say I'm not that broad. And I don't rely on no dude. dude. So <laughs> he said he was gonna put it in a build a bear and it was gonna be his voice. And when she squeezes the teddy bear, it's gonna say, Don't be that broad. I can't. <laughs> I should get that as a tattoo. I'm so serious. Or a bumper sticker. And she's gonna go, Daddy, what does that mean? You'll know when you get older. And I learned. <laughs> don't be that don't be that broad. And I'm like, baby, I don't think that's what you should say to her, maybe. Or something. Let me tell you. I let me tell you something <laughs> about my father. He never mints words. Mm-mm, never. He, he always told me like it is mm-hmm. to the detrimental of me. Um, he didn't matter. It didn't matter what he was saying. He was gonna say it how he wanted to say it because that was the best way to get it across. Yeah. He wasn't gonna sugarcoat anything. No, it wasn't treating you like a baby. And the crazy part is, he raised you just as hard as if you was a boy. Yes, I think that was so another there, thing there was too. A, there was, the, the playing field has always been even. It's never been like, oh, well, kind of be everybody was. A child, our children, that's it. And everybody's going to get that feeling, you know, and so it's so weird. So let me see. Let me give you one more before we go because we, I just wanted to come and just talk with you and see what's going on. So how, tell me about school right now. How are you doing? How is life? How's, let me do a heart check. How are you? How's life? What everything's going on? How are you? I'm tired. Okay. Well, um, I 
wish that I would. I went through. I went straight through from undergrad to grad. And am I proud of myself? Yes, because I'm halfway done. Yeah, you are. But I can tell I'm burning out, and I can tell I'm getting tired, and yeah. I'm trying not to let that affect me and how I finish out this last year. But it's it's tiring. Yeah. Um. I wish I would have taken a year, but my fear is that I wouldn't have gone back. Because gotcha. I, I, now, you guys asked me a while ago, like, why are you still doing this? Because you've done it. You you made us proud with your undergrad. You don't have to. I'm right. doing it to prove to myself that I'm not a quitter because I don't want to quit. Gotcha. I don't want to stop. I never wanted to stop what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, if I put my mind to it, you know, I'll finish it out strong. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to do. Um, hopefully this next big change in my life will add some new motivation some, to what's going on. motivation. So... But yeah, I definitely can. I felt myself slipping. I felt myself, you know, slipping into a not even a depression, but it was like I'm not happy. Yeah. So I had to make like changes instantly, and yeah. once I did, I can feel myself coming back. You feel yourself coming back to yourself. So, so no PhD, not now, not right now. We because we discussed that. We've discussed when it. you were twelve. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we did. But I think as I get older now, it was like I feel like I can tell you no now. Yeah, yeah. So I do. I don't. I don't feel like. I, I I beg to differ. I don't think that no. You feel like you could tell me. You told me no. I, I just, yeah, I know. Like you know, I'm fit. You, know, you was like you know. I said so. We going for the pit. You was like no, we're not. I said because oh. <laughs> <laughs> I got to an age where I was like I gotta start telling her no. I gotta start telling everybody no. If I don't want to do something, I'm and let me explain why. And then I explained why, and you were like okay. okay I, well, get I got it. it. I got it. Because it's it's difficult. Um. Because we always, because every time that she grows up, and we've told you guys family on the podcast before, that we always say we never had an age group this person. So to now have a 23-year-old Morgan, and like, so we've never had a 23-year-old Morgan before. She just turned 23. And now it's like, what do you do with that? Because now there is like, like... I, we, we advocates, but then also we got to be now that you're 23, we have to treat you like we treat your brothers now. Now we're silent partners. <laughs> because there's nothing to advocate for because you guys are advocating for yourselves now. You know what I'm saying? So now we, my new role is a silent partner for me and daddy. We're the silent partners. We just, if you need help, we slide you some money if you need it. You need some moral support, we slide the moral support. Like, you know how silent partners in a restaurant, they slide, you know, but, mm-hmm. but we can't, we can slide it, but we can't discuss it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what we are with you now. Cause just the other day, remember I was telling, I was like, I, you said something very simple that you was going to do. And I was like, no, what I think you should do. And then you gave me that look and I was like, uh oh, this is about to go down. She gave me the look. Cause I already <laughs> knew you were standing right here. Mm-hmm. I think you were telling me about pants or something that you were going to purchase or something for your interview or whatever. And I was like, when you was like, looking at me i was like yep i think and it's something that we both have to get used to is you told me you know i haven't been home in so long mm-hmm. and i've been doing this for myself for so long by yourself almost it six was years. you know we have to get used to because i have to get used to you guys parenting me now too we just have to get used to who we are now we yeah. haven't been under the same roof in six years yeah. so it's like okay yeah but i'm also like we stay to ourselves because even when I'm here, I'm not. <laughs> but I mean, we we I'm say you here, but you're not. Yeah, here. we stay mm-hmm. to ourselves a lot, and it's just I think it's gonna be definitely a learning experience, a learning curve. But I think we'll be alright. Yeah, I think because now I just have, and not more so probably me than Daddy. I have to be like, okay, she did this out of our eyesight, out of our grasp for almost six years, you know. And so now we got to be like, no, no, no. She's been doing very well. Her grades never slip. She ain't, she ain't out here doing anything. She's she's 
she's doing what she needs to do and whatever she is doing that we don't know we don't need to know you know what i'm saying <laughs> and now it's just like that you're here for this limited time you know why you, why you graduate from, from the next for next year and it's like but it's not the same 23 year old morgan and who left from high school or two entirely different young ladies and so treating you accordingly to your age treating you accordingly to how you've handled yourself without us and so like i said it's no issue for daddy it's like me i'm like huh because now you can say no like that sucks before he's like what you were a very hands-on parent i am a so daddy parent. was don't make me get involved yeah i only get was. involved when i have to get involved yeah. and i'm saying i say he wasn't involved parent but he was that he was that dad yeah. he was like don't make me get involved i don't have to get involved angie you handle it but this is the thing but because but y'all because last time he got involved you said help y'all with your homework you had a meeting you and your brother and was like can you please take this back over because we don't want daddy checking our homework he made us cry he did make y'all cry he, he ripped up my paper he didn't like the way it i had to rewrite it mm-hmm. it was like midnight too and we're not even gonna fuck <laughs> we're not even gonna talk about it but it was <laughs> gonna focus on it we gonna focus on it i was it was yeah daddy was daddy was different let me tell you that it was different yeah. but his, i can tell his you like disciplinary actions are a little was, bit different than everybody else man he was real different yeah he but he, he parents different he parents yeah. different he parents but different. yeah daddy was He's. I think I got to a, point, a certain point. He was like, you "Do what you want. Uh, yeah. I don't really care as long as you're not, you know, out here being stupid mm. and, being I, that broad. and I, right, being that broad, and I got to get involved. I don't care. Do what you want." Yeah, I know. So, any questions you want to ask me before we go? Let me see if I have one more question that I want to ask you. I think I'm good. You good? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, what family member has had the biggest impact in your life? Mm. Yes, that's our that's our last question. I'm going to say my bonus dad mm. because when he came, when he came into my life, mm-hmm. um, he shifted everything, but in a good way. Okay. He definitely, I felt like we were complete now. Three parents, you know, it's a good, it's good, yeah. but adding a fourth, it's okay. even now. Yes. Even now. So <laughs> it was, you know, it definitely, he definitely made a big impact and, um, he's changed my mom and I's life for the better that yeah. I don't even think he realizes, we love, but we love you. Yes. Rich. We love him. We love but him. But yeah, he, he definitely is one of the ones who definitely made a huge impact, impact on it. All right. Now, well, let me see if I have any final thoughts about family and children. Please don't. I do have a fam- final thought. Oh goodness. We've done well. That's my final. Thought. Oh, we have done well. Yes. We've done well. Not you. It's on me and daddy. Oh, Okay. Sorry. Uh. That was rude. See how she. she, she <laughs> I'm just me. saying. See how she treats me. I'm just saying. Me and Daddy has done very well. We've done. We've done well. You've done well for yourself by yourself. You've done well. But as parents, we've done well. We we never know if we do well. You know, we just try to just do it and see what happens yeah i feel like i was that child because i was the girl so like you know what we've never raised a girl let's see what we can do with this one but see that's the crazy part because you was you about as rough as your brothers like seriously that's y'all fault you 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 use use a rough y'all raised me like a dude so that's y'all fault this is true this is true well anyway thank you for talking i appreciate you i love you you're welcome love you all right, family, we are getting up out of here. So I'm a Mr. Crenshaw. You all right? So family. Yes. Thank you for being a so part his of this journey. In. So family, thank you for being a part of this journey. We thank you guys for just taking the time to listen. We thank you for just being a part of what we do. 
as always, we are Interactive Podcast. We can be found on the socials. Mm-hmm. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Yes. We're on Facebook. All in the Crenshaw Corner. We are. You can reach us via our email address at thecrenshawcorner at gmail.com. Once again, thecrenshawcorner at gmail.com. However you listen to us, whether it's on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, yeah. Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, or on our own personal website at www.thecrenshawcorner.com. We thank you, and family as always, welcome to our journey. We love you guys. Bye.